Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either Apple Podcasts, oh. Spotify, or wherever you get. I've got me realize I've been calling that wrong. Yeah, we're, that was for, for quite a while, wasn't it? Yeah. Wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet to review Monday Night Raw, Michael Sidgwick enjoying a well-earned day off. And i got to say, Hamlet, this is some of the best wrestling I've seen in weeks. <laughs> do, you want to, uh, do you want to explain to the listeners, it was an access thing for you, wasn't it? You were away on your holiday, and it was just a case of... Uh, I would love to, while you're on a holiday. I would love to watch wrestling more than anything else on my holiday, but I can't. I, I just can't. Like, some places, some countries, they just kind of access Yeah, the Greeks don't do wrestling. Can't get the internet on. <laughs> yeah, definitely didn't invent it. Uh, do you know, I, um, I tried, and I don't expect you to have listened to podcasts or watch wrestling. I tried your um, intro last week with the, um, the different voices for the shows. <laughs> you are dangerous. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know. I think, like, I've had um, lingering. It could be my age, 37. I've had like lingering shoulder pain on my right hand side. Um that I just think sometimes I sleep funny and mm-hmm. I wake up when it's yeah, weird. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the day it kicked in was the day after I tried to do the diff- <laughs> different sides of the microphone <laughs> intro to what must have been the NXT review. Not or for everyone, like is it? It, it, I, well, I don't think it's for anyone other than you, which I would also <laughs> classify this episode as Monday Night Raw of being to bring us back round. Uh we were talking before we uh started recording about how well, I just thought I was made completely miserable by this. And you were like, hey, wrestling's back. I love it. No, you've come back to wrestling. I genuinely. Nothing's like, been good since Tuesday. Nothing has been good since Hangman Page at the canvas. That's what I've realised. Oh, yeah. Like, no, that was, I was watching that Dynamite Live, of course I was. And, uh, You're a maniac. Yeah. And um, I wasn't even working Wednesday. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> I was, something got quite hyped. And um, I, thankfully, thank God, everything was fine. But it got pretty bleak in the moment. And, um. Yeah, uh, every AW and WWE show I've watched since then has been horrendous. Uh, like, <laughs> which you, you can't say on Twitter anymore, but certainly... Yeah, I saw that. Certainly using, pod- certainly using podcasts. Um, like, I'll, I'll say it in a way that I believe is, like, dressed up as critical analysis, but fundamentally, like, AW can kiss my ass until, <laughs> until Wednesday night when they might turn it around again, because this was trash. Yeah, uh, 
I think I will admit that this was a fairly middle-of-the-road episode of Monday Night Raw, a bit of a... We used to call this a wheel spinning exercise. Mm. It feels like next week they're going big. Obviously, the go home show head of Crown Jewel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but honestly, I can't recommend taking yourself away from wrestling for a week yeah. anymore. Like getting away from the discourse. I sort of popped my head in, saw the awful stuff, stuff about Hangman Page, who I believe has got a concussion. Yes, which is the best of a bad bunch of. It was scary for a minute. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, wishing well in his recovery. Uh, saw some people arguing about an Athena match and went, yep, no, I'm going to go and have some more pina coladas <laughs> by the pool, I think. Um, we should say, by the way, it's worth us mentioning, I think, like, well, we don't have a dog in this specific fight, but if you do decide to take a week off wrestling, what we'd recommend is go to our podcast feed on Spotify and just leave it playing. Just leave it running. <laughs> just leave yeah. it running on your phone. Because you don't need your phone either, do you? So leave it playing, like, either put it in your room or if you want to have it on silent, I'm assuming that follows the algorithm too. Yeah, but just leave your Spotify, yeah, yeah. like, running and then, like, what a pro- Actually... Do it when you go to bed, and then subliminally <laughs> you'll come back from your holiday feeling caught up on all the wrestling, having not had to watch it. Like, why do I feel like I actually watched that role? <laughs> and like, and and we'll still get the uh, the listen yeah. to go. So. Also, you've opened a real Pandora's box, haven't you? I didn't realize I could just do these podcasts on my own. I mean, you could. I'm not sure I would recommend it. I got into debating with myself on air what rice I should have for my dinner. <laughs> And uh, plugged the car by the Arctic Monkeys, uh, which is really great. But it occurred to me, I sort of was, I started like thinking, oh, what rice might I have? And then you, I look across the two empty chairs. <laughs> well, <laughs> better answer that question myself. Um, it could have been worse as well. I think a week of that, and you would start gradually descending into something like even darker than the Vinium. So, oh, Bray Wyatt's finished. Like, mm. by, that's, that's done. Why are away? <laughs> Out of that now. The new Fiend is called Howdy. Like, look, I saw some about I'll that. I'll catch yeah. up with that on the SmackDown preview later this week. But, uh, Again, I, got off, I forgot a few dissenting voices, should we say? Not, yeah, ev- not, ba- ev- not everybody was on my choo-choo train of thought. I'm back to being the positivity on all the podcasts <laughs> this week because I'm, yeah, I'm just giddy to be back doing, doing the thing that I love. So, yeah, yeah. Um, let's dive into this Monday Night Raw um, because, well, not a lot happened. Um, no. But, uh, like I said, it was the it's the penultimate one. It felt very much, this is the most, most it felt like a, and this is a horrible thing to say, like an old episode of Raw, which yeah. was just like, do we need to try this week? Nah, the pay-per-view's not till next week. So I'll, I'll just correct you there, but you wouldn't know otherwise. This is definitely the most that's felt in, in the last seven days. Oh. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're, we're too deep into this now, so I, I don't want it to come up a pattern. Last week, uh, Triple H had COVID, and uh, the joke during the rounds was that like Road Dog was in the chair, and it was like, well, Jesus Christ, what do you expect as Road Dog? Like, <laughs> I can't wipe his arse with both hands, let alone book a Raw. But... Um, I'm assuming all is well with Triple H now, and even if he wasn't, yeah. like last week's, that was kind of an excuse. He'd obviously planned it himself. Rodark had to execute it, so this is not encouraging. We recorded. I don't want to talk about this week's rock. Can you tell? I'm just trying to like distract from it. Like we'll race through the actual contents. I mean, you can just catch up because yeah, you know, it's yeah, quite yeah. early on a Tuesday morning. You've just got back in the office. Me and Murray recorded the raw preview yesterday. Tricky day yesterday with uh, various holidays and whatnot. And Murray was busy with some other stuff. So we did it at half nine in the morning. Now, we <laughs> typically, very specifically, record Raw as late in the day as we all can yeah, justify. Like three o'clock because time. WWE just don't come through with the matches otherwise uh, by tea time last night. Like, so yesterday, we had one match to preview and then the rest to speculate on. Very much old school me and you doing yeah, SmackDown yeah, yeah. in the pandemic. Uh, by 6 p.m. last night, two matches. So there was only one more what thing were added. Two matches that they So did. there was Bailey and Bianca, which yeah. they already oh, yeah, had on yeah, the docket. Yeah. And the opener. So, but after this, Roy, you were like, well, just the main event and then two more hours to find. Should be fine. Uh, yeah, so the show opens with the Judgment Day coming out. Uh, Rhea calls us all th- 
thick-skulled dimwits yeah. uh, and says that we run Raw. Um, and uh, AJ found this out. He also found out that Dominic's old man. Oh, yeah, Dominic Mysterio pinned AJ Styles, didn't he? Clean. That's right, yeah. Clean as a sheet. Out-wrestled him, some might say. Did what Shane McMahon couldn't at WrestleMania that year. Brilliant. Uh, Finn says AJ crumbled under the pressure against the legendary Dominic Mysterio. Priest does the whole rise like he's a member of Blue or something. <laughs> uh, and then he calls Dom the greatest luchador in the history of... Amazing. Absolutely amazing. This Dominic Mysterio stuff is... It, I've been away and I've come back and I love it even more. Yeah, it's still fantastic. Yeah, still like they're one of the highlights of Raw. Um, they're still playing to just choruses of booze. They know what they've got. I was concerned last week with the... Um, were you around when Rey Mysterio got traded to SmackDown? Uh, I think I, I... Basically, I tried to catch up on everything yesterday. Uh-huh. That was on the SmackDown when he went to quit, which was not the week... Not the Friday, just gone the yeah. one before, wasn't it? So, uh, like, he's got... one contender now, isn't he? He is an one contender at Gunther's Intercontinental title. He's going to rule that. Um, yeah, he's moved to SmackDown because, as you recall, other than the Survivor Series, there's no other night a year where members of other brands can meet each other. Mm. So he's gone to SmackDown to avoid Dominic. And I was really worried that uh, the heat was going to... Uh, just it wasn't going to disappear completely, but it was going to evaporate slightly with the without Ray there as the emotional crutch of this whole story. They've instead just doubled down on how much of an arsehole they can make Dominic and the rest of this group. I love this. I love these guys. I love hating them. They do not care how awful we all think they are, mm. and that's how they're supposed to feel, and that's how it's supposed to come across as well. Yeah, it feels weird when you see like those like foreshadowy figures with swords in that weird image that they put up. Yeah. I was like, no, that's not what it's about. No, it's not them, is it? No. should just be like... Druids, basically. Picture, yeah, it should just be a big picture of Dominic Mysterio with the best wrestler ever written and fireworks going off. Apollo Crews is a druid guy now. He's got druids. Oh, I well, saw he that. He plays coffins. Yeah they, yeah, they broke the first coffin, so he got like, I've seen it in the future. I've seen druids. And he brought out a second coffin. Obviously, I quite liked Halloween Havoc. So. <sighs> we'll talk about that yeah, later. We'll talk about that later. later. Uh, anyway... He says, Dominic, oh no, Dominic tries to talk again, but we don't hear him. <laughs> one of the best, best running gags, this, I love it. Um, he says, Judgment Day, the only ones who ever believed in him. He proved all of his haters wrong last week and his doubt was wrong when he beat AJ Styles clean in the middle of the ring. Uh, how did he do it? Everyone asked him, because he's built, well, he's meant to say, the phrase is, I'm built different, mm. but he said, I'm built differently, which <laughs> I think, I think genuinely was a deliberate move. Keep it. Like, get it, because it winds me up when people get phrases wrong. Yeah. And people are like, what is? He says, I'm built differently. And then Rhea goes, yeah, you are. Oh, my God. Um, calls himself, this generation. What are you referring to there? It's Ed- biceps. <laughs> calls himself, this generation's Eddie Guerrero. Actually, no. Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio. Excellent. Unbelievable. Popped so hard for that. And, and seriously, where is the lie? Yeah. That's, I, I just, uh, popped so hard for that. Uh, AJ's had enough at this point. He comes out and just says, shut up. <laughs> <to Dom>. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, dudes. He says, uh, this is Charlotte, North Carolina. They know good wrestling when they see it. You're not it. You want to compare yourself to Eddie? You're more like James Ellsworth. Oh, don't mention him. Oh, crickets as well. Yeah. And uh, Gallo's, Gallo's got me by saying Jimmy No Chin, though. <laughs> also, I did see, I've, it, this is one of those weird things where you're going to say stuff and some stuff I'll just look blankly at you mm. and some stuff I'll go, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw Luke Gallows, one of the best in the business, getting sexually aroused on NXT at Money at one point. Yeah, um, he got like the kids' ash flashed in his face. and yeah, I, 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 I was in the back of his head. Uh, so they get in the ring. Um, 
they say we're going to pick off the judgment day one by one and kill this little pube. <laughs> uh, and Finn says, AJ, you're the one hiding. You're hiding behind the club that I started. Um, everyone's living off my legacy. Judgment Day are in town. Step up and get put down. Uh, and Carl Anderson says, uh, Bright Lights Carl Anderson, sorry, says, uh, it's time to stop talking. Time to remind North Carolina why Carl Anderson is the toughest man in the building. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Go back and forth this to start the show, I thought. I like it, honestly. Um, it's a bit of a problem. <laughs> it's a bit of a problem that the matches are dull. But it is a bit of a problem that the matches are dull. The uh, AJ and Dominic was good in spite of itself in places because of their sort of u- the uniqueness of that specific pairing. If Dominic you can't get a great match like the greatest luchador in the history of this business. What exactly. Are you doing? This is what I mean. You know, like AJ had Dominic there with him to hold his hand, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, led him through it. Yeah. <laughs> but the the six man's like, I've, I'm not mega hyped for the Crown Jewel six man. I'm more interested in if the OC can find a fourth person for a potential Survivor Series mm-hmm. match with Rhea, uh, as we'll get to. It certainly feels like that's where they're headed towards. But yeah, it's like the promos are so, so entertaining. I'm really enjoying these characters bouncing off one another. But I do need a little bit more, and I include the match that we're about to talk about. I do need a little bit more spice in the matches to make all of this worth its while. I'd put uh, the Never Openweight Championship on Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Personally. He's kind of, he's virtually like if, so if Anderson, like say if in the six man, Dominic pins Carl Anderson, he's like the, he'd be like the linear champion yeah. anyway, wouldn't he? So yeah. like we can say that. We can say never open weight champion Dominic Mysterio as of Crown Jewel if he gets the win. Let's say, you know that time... Rather than saying never champion Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Do you remember? You might not remember this. Oh, he's, like, no, he's tag champ with his dad, wasn't he? He was for a bit, yeah. I forgot about that. This is like... We never really brought this up very much. It's a bit of a, this is a deep cut for the listeners here. But do you remember... Well, it is funny. When me and you, like... Um, we had this like little gag about when Dominic Mysterio would turn heel. Oh yeah, it's like, it's, it's, bar- it's like you'd have to really find it. Like we this thing with this, we had really this, bit with this, like, this electric chair thing. Mm. It was a good one. Like, but we would what we do is we sort of pepper it in that people wouldn't even notice. But no, we'd it was giggle, incredibly we? yeah. We giggle. Maybe we can do that if we sort of do that now. We start saying like never open with champion Dominic Mysterio <laughs> if and when Dominic pins Carl Anderson. We've we've just manifested it. There we go. Done. Uh, Belt Dominic. <laughs> Uh, so they back and forth match, like you say, they go longer than they need to because they've got to fill some time yeah. on the show. Um, but there was some good stuff in there. I, I love Carl Anderson's spine buster. Mm. It's not quite as good as Powerhouse Hobbs. No. Now, I've seen that one, but uh, it is great. Um, uh, they had a break following that, and then uh, Anderson got another two count. Uh, after he, he got one for the spine buster after hitting a running sit-out powerbomb. Um Comes off the ropes, oh, with a beautiful neck breaker. Mm. Really nice, Carl Anderson. Great to see him back in, you know, watching him regularly. Yeah. I've seen him obviously doing other stuff, but... For now. Yeah, Bala hits the sling blade, shotgun drop kick, but Anderson catches him up because he goes up top with a superplex. Uh, Dom goes up top and Styles uh, can, can you know, do, do his stuff. Priest wipes out Styles um, because Styles has yanked Dominic off the apron. Gallows takes out Priest... Ripley then pushes Gallows into the ring post and body slams him. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, Anderson gets Balor's on his shoulder. On his shoulders, it looks like he might win the match, but Ripley slides in, punches him in the cock. <laughs> Dominic's got this referee distracted, so he doesn't see it. And Balor crawls on top to get the victory. And yeah, Finn Balor celebrates as they walk up the ramp. There's the Judgment Day. Stand tall once again. Yeah, I would say this whole thing was match and promo and. 
feature and segment of the night, which again doesn't bode well for the you know two hours and forty minutes to come. <laughs> but on, like I just I like the way the I didn't like this show for its finishes, but you can do something once, and this was the place to do this thing yeah. once. This constant cheating, this constant distraction finish, like was really draining by the third hour. But there is absolutely a place for it somewhere on the show, and this was it. This yes. is the good stuff. Rhea Ripley's the impact player of the Judgment Day. She's the difference maker, the physical representation representation of that. While the big LG in his money weeks, as we talked about, is like, yeah, I'll take a bump ski if it's worth my while. This one absolutely was. It's going to be replayed and replayed and replayed. People are going to be taking pictures. It's helped get Rhea Ripley even more over than she was before. Yeah. Um, it's it's presumably served as the big visible invite in, as a... Uh, a call out, I guess, to a female to come in and join the OC and help them out yes. in this battle of the Judgment Day. So, really, really good use of the spot and uh, and Gallows picking his moments. Like he's a he's a genius for this kind of thing. More on him a little bit later because he got oh, there's yeah. some good stuff then. Uh, but we go backstage. Gargano's got a whistle round his neck because he's going to blow the whistle on yes. the Miz. Yeah. So last week. Um, this is quite significant. Oh, yeah, they were going to fight, weren't they? They were going to fight. That was a complete... I saw the Miz just caved his head in instead. Absolutely horrendous bait and switch. Um, Johnny Gargano well, inserted no. himself into the story. Wasn't a, it wasn't a match, but I Dexter Loomis, so I'll take it. You'll, you will take it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cedric had to confess that they had at the very least addressed a plot hole in your favourite story in wrestling. In the, Every single week, the Miz will be like, it's Monday, everything's fine now. What happened last week? Don't want to talk about it. Why didn't you press charge? But because obviously it turns out that there is a dark secret that Dexter yes. Lumis knows that Dexter Lumis is a dark secret <laughs> that um, he has passed on to Gargano because they're mates, of course. Of course. And now Gargano is holding it over his head, and Gargano, I think, with this whistle in particular, because he's going to blow the whistle. <laughs> uh, there's a little bit of um, Chris Jericho wizard about, isn't it? You know, like. Or the pen in the list era. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what you do, is you just get an item over there. <laughs> uh, Gargano is a lot of very, very brilliant things in pro wrestling. But getting props over Chris Jericho guy, he is not. His face, man. Oh, does this thing with his tongue where he smiles and he's like, Ugh. So Miz is like, what do you know? And Gargano says, I know what you know that you know that I know or whatever. Anyway, he says, you're lying. You're acting like an internet troll. You're not, you're, you're, I'm not your little clickbait, Johnny. Uh, I'm going to go to the ring and tell the truth. And we get a break and we come back and Miz is in the ring. And he says, look, I'm here to, to tell you what were you missing. Tell you, to, you know, fill in all the blanks. Look, the night I was going to win the U.S. title against, no, sorry, the night that he was going to win the U.S. title against Bobby Lashley, Dexter Loomis came to me. Uh, no, he fought Lashley yeah. in the thing and Dexter did the sliding mm -hmm. under the ring, sorry. And Dexter came to him and said, showed him why he was his target. Yeah. Um, why? Was it his boyish good looks, his A-list status? No, because of his big old brain, yeah. basically. Uh, and he said, look, I chose to be very selfless uh, and share my expertise with an up-and-coming superstar. And Lubis was very unhappy that it was Tommaso Ciampa and not him. Um, so he plotted jobless, plotted his <laughs> revenge. Uh, and, uh, you know, Ciampa's his best friend. He said, "It's you know, it's not his fault this is all happening. Uh, and if you've seen him, please let me know. Out comes Gargano and goes, right, this is a load of bollocks. Um, that's not what happened. Tommaso's not even missing. I called him earlier. He's just injured. Yeah. Um, you're a liar. Um, if you want us out of your life, me, Johnny Gargano, and Dex Loomis, he means, um, all you need to do is tell the real truth. I've got a whistle. I'm going to blow it. Yeah. Um, this, by the way, if whatever the secret is, again, this might be a detail you missed. 
Gargano says that the Miz will be cancelled if this came out. Did he? It's potentially quite dear. Like, whatever it is, whatever he's hiding, the Miz is finished. It's not just... Well, it is probably just some nonsense, but that's the state. They haven't thought what it is yet, have they? I'm increasingly worried they haven't. No, there, there must be something, but they've elevated the stakes quite. So, like, I'm I'm on the hook because it's a mystery, isn't it? It's wrestling. Like I've said this to Murray yesterday. Nonsense, 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 nonsense. Here's a thing. I'm not going to tell you that thing for the next week. And there's me. What's the thing? What's the thing? You got uh, two hours forty five minutes of terrible. Not that, not. I'm saying that. By the way, before you start getting angry, I'm not saying that that's what happened on this roll. But they could potentially sit there for us and go two hours and forty five minutes of the worst wrestling you've ever seen. But uh, at uh, five minutes to the end of the hour, what's in the mystery box? <laughs> God damn it! They've done it again. Anyway, Miss says, "Shut up, everyone! Shut up!" I keep telling the truth after truth after truth after. Here comes our truth. Jesus Christ! What's up? <laughs> Gargano has a little dance. Truth does a full rap here. Yeah. I didn't write it down. Um, and, uh, Matt Hardy rapped on Rampage, by the way. I uh, how, much is, how much does this speak volumes, by the way? So I get back late on Sunday, and I have Monday off to acclimatize mm. and also watch all the wrestling, basically. It was lush yesterday. I just watched loads of wrestling. <laughs> um, and I was like, I better catch up on the wrestling. I'll even go back and watch the SmackDown before I went on holiday because I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. I've got two episodes of SmackDown to watch. I've got a Raw watched NXT before Halloween Havoc just wow. to see if any developments happened. And I watched Halloween Havoc. Watched Dynamite, of course. Do you want to watch Rampage? Nah. <laughs> Didn't even bother. Didn't even bother. You did right. Well, the Nightingale is all elite. She got a deal. Genuinely surprised that she wasn't already. Yeah. If someone had said to me, was she all elite? I was like, well, yeah, they've been booking her for <laughs> months on television. But anyway, uh, our truth says, oh, yeah, you're here to tell the truth. Tell me the truth. I'm the truth. Do you get it? Uh, Miz slags off comfort food. Mm-hmm. You and I are furious at yeah, this. Keep as, my, as keep as my TV screen. A justified reason to start a fight for me for our truth for once. Yeah. Don't slag off mac and cheese. Don't come up my family. I love mac and cheese. All my wife mate. and kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he says, you want, should I give Miz a, a butt whooping? And everyone says, yeah. And Miz says, no, 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 we're not fighting. And Gargano says, you got, I know you got small balls, but I didn't really know you got no balls. Uh, and Miz says, oh, you can talk about my bollocks. Uh, then, uh, fine, we'll have a fight. Let's have a better knuckle fight. Skip. Uh, I, I want the truth. Skip, please You've got to handle the truth. <laughs> skip, skip. I can't, I can't. We were going to skip the match. I, I can't take this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, in summary, R-Truth beat the Miz because the Miz thought Dexter Loomis was there. Despite the fact he literally killed him last week. Yeah. And it was uh, Johnny Gargano in a hood. Sure was. Not for all that. There's more guy going on later. So there's plenty of time to have a go at that guy. Because <laughs> yeah, it's not, not his week. Can we does this skip apply just to this match or the entire rest of this bollocks? Wish, mate. But like, no, the, yeah, we're gonna have to cover some of that. Alright, enough of all that. It's now time for this. It's short, it's crap, it's wrestling related. The five star review review. Nailed it! I can never do a noise. <laughs> I realise in the last split seconds as the jingle's finishing, I'm like, oh god, Cedric has a noise. What bridge is the gap? I haven't got one. So my, <laughs> my noise is the uh, like apologetic. I haven't got a noise noise. <laughs> uh, so, yes, this week's five-star review review, uh, where you offer something short, crap, and wrestling-related, you can do so right now. Uh, what Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts. I realise I've been saying iTunes, and I don't think iTunes has been a thing for about 10 years. Yeah, maybe longer. It's This intro, with the NXT 2.0 situation and Apple Podcasts, this feels like... Um, like the Vince McMahon to Triple H crossover here for yeah. WWE, doesn't I'm it? I'm just concerned people are going to go, hey, jump the shark after they stop saying iTunes. 
Anyway, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and suggest something short, crap, and wrestling related for us to review instead uh, of a segment on Monday Night Raw. And that is exactly what Marcus James has done. Uh, Marcus writes, Hey, gents, my name is Marcus from Mississippi. Uh, this podcast has been a part of my daily routine for around two and a half years now. Uh, you've all helped me through a lot of stuff, ranging from the birth of my daughter, congratulations about that, Marcus, to the passing of my father all in 2020. Sorry to hear that. Uh, what a bittersweet year. I love Sidgwick's insight on all things all elite, Hamlet's knowledge of Briodness, and Wilborn's many wonderful impressions. Being a driver for FedEx, he's got the arrow in the between the, the thing. It does, yes. No one, I bet you no one said that to him. Uh, <laughs> I have plenty of time to listen to all the podcasts and reviews you, you'll put out on a daily basis, either uh, over the speakers in my truck or the AirPods in my ear. I like the speakers in the truck. Yeah, I do. Because is FedEx the one, like, where the door is open so the delivery drivers, Ooh, like, that jump might be up. UPS. UPS. Um, thanks, by the way. Like, boils my piss that uh, delivery workers basically kept the entire world working. In 2020, yeah. specifically Marcus references there. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for that essential work that you do. I liked it when uh, they were on the news going, do you really need a flashlight delivered in the midst of a pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that urgent? Is that, is that urgent delivery? <laughs> well, more on that later. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, very vague suggestion, but much appreciated. Mm. I love this. I almost like this more than when people suggest something really specific because I just go, well, I'll take the reins here. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I would like you guys to pick the five-star review review from anything wrestling related from the early noughties. Thank you guys for all the content and the many laughs. Cheers. Thank you, Marcus, for the Thank review, you, first of all. Um, but uh, basically, as he was in my brain, uh, I selected here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just typed in um, the man who wishes he was Dominic Mysterio, yep. Eddie Guerrero Funny. Uh, <laughs> yep. Into into YouTube, and one of the top videos that we <laughs> that we found, Hamlet, was Eddie Guerrero has cramps. So yeah. take us back to what was this? Two thousand four, September two thousand five. Two thousand five, um, right? Yes, Eddie Guerrero. Only the only the wrestler Dominic Mysterio could have been, or whichever way around that is. Yeah, um, yeah. So this was not long actually. So this was September. So just a month after. Rey Mysterio had grabbed Dominic Mysterio from suspended above a ladder. And oh, said, no, he's yeah. my, no, he's my kid, actually. Like, for now. For now. Uh, so Eddie, still wearing the Army or Papi t-shirt, needed something else to do with his career, and he wanted to fight for the world title. But he was a heel, obviously, as a result of his summer so- series with Rey. And he decided that what he would do with Batista would be to try and show him that he was a changed man. He was changing his ways. He'd, like, you know, his summer attempt to get under him a serious skin and steal his child hadn't worked for the best. <laughs> so it was like, new leaf for me, new leaf. Um, Batista? Well, he's, the phrase is turning over a new leaf. He says early on here, making a new leaf He's in making life. a new leaf in life, indeed. Um, and he would... What, what the idea was was that he would show Batista week after week that he could be trusted... And if they were going to have a title match, it would be a sporting contest. And that was how he was going to earn the shot. He was like, let's have, let's not have a bare knuckle fight. Let's tape our fists up and have a sporting wrestling contest. I loved this, by the way. It was a great angle, day. a really great angle. And of course, it's all of this is tinged with a bit of tragedy because we yeah. never got the payoff. Like, there, was rumors, there was rumors that he was going to win the world title mm-hmm. on the day that he passed, which I don't, I can't never remember if they were substantiated or not. But certainly it was all headed to, they've had this like sportsman contest. Batista has won. And gradually that's going to eat away at Eddie. It's like, kind of fake this thing anymore. I hated you from the beginning. And it was that's how it was going to unravel. 
Um, and we, we never got there, unfortunately. But we did have several weeks of pretty cool stuff to get us there, including what was quite nice was that Eddie getting so into it that he worked his last few matches as the babyface, like cheat and steal guy. Yeah. He was working against heels to was prove the to Kennedy's last yeah, match. Like yeah, like to prove to Batista that this was just, uh, so this is an all the way around babyface turn. We're cool because you've got to be as good as you possibly can for then the, the, the twist to resonate. What a guy. I so, yeah, we, ne- we never got that, but we got this. And it's, it's funny trying to strike a balance here because. With this being so soon, like, so close to his passing, you're a little bit... I'm, I'm conscious of not mocking all of it, but a lot of this features the very worst excesses of WWE. Yes. It, it's a bit of everything, this. Yeah, quite a bit of this is problematic, as you'll probably get into. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, they're going to tag. That's the story, isn't it? They're going to yes. tag on SmackDown, uh, Batista and Eddie Guerrero. But unfortunately, uh, he's not feeling great, no. poor Eddie. Uh, he's looking pretty rough. He's got cramps, um, uh, but he's got a match with Batista, alongside Batista tonight. He doesn't want to let anybody down. He gets a visit from Teddy Long, and is it Palmer Cannon? The network executive Palmer Cannon, yeah. The, um, they were horrible to him. They really were. He was bullied out of the company. Um, he was a, an authority figure's second in command for a couple of months, and then that hideous SmackDown locker room, which you know Guerrero was kind of a part of as well, sent him packing. Anyway, uh, so he's there. No, I'm, 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 I don't want to fight through it. Uh, I've uh, I've made a promise. I'm turning my life around. I'm making a new leaf in life. <laughs> uh, but then he should say, it's gurgling. <laughs> they used the phrase gurgly like four times here, and it popped me every I, time. I think, to be fair, for all that we criticise how badly scripted WWE was towards the end of its run, a lot of this is just, you're sick. Mm. And red light's on. And he's recorded. So he kind of runs out of things to be able to describe and say, Oh, it's gurgling. <laughs> oh, my gurgling stomach. So, yeah. So he, he sort of goes, So I'm not sure if he's smelling some stuff that's come out of him or yeah. the, just the smell of Teddy and Palmer is repulsing. Regardless, he nearly vomits on both of them mm-hmm. and then runs off to be sick. And uh, Teddy and Palmer are there and they're repulsed. And uh, Palmer says, well, Network's not going to like the sound of that. Teddy's like, I don't like the sound of it either. Right. So the story is, right. So. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're picking this up. Anywhere, yeah. just going, right, in the other room. And he says that he smelled, like, what we assume to be quite a bad fart, mm. um, even though he's vomit. I know you can do both, sickness and diarrhea, but he smells a bad fart, and it's not clear if they smell it too. Yeah. I'm glad you identified this plot hole, because it kind of bothered me too as well. But the thing that annoyed me most is, that that's it. You go, and you go, oh, nightmare smell, what's the sound of that? Mm. Cut, right, we're going to see Batista now. They had to stand there for like twenty. It's Vince as if oh yeah, be, make you know, make him make him do the uh, 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 right. And again, and I was like, cut. And can they smell it? Because if they can smell it, then Guerrero's telling the truth. Yeah, but if he's telling the truth, none of this works. No, exactly. So, <laughs> like, the other thing, I was like, is he was he deliberately making himself? I don't, I don't <laughs> know. It doesn't matter. Um, next scene, Batista's working out backstage, just just Wait, lifting weights, yeah. and he gets a huge bear bit. Monster bear. Unbelievable muscles. I like, but I like big muscly bodies, oh, and this oh. is one big muscly body. Then Teddy's a popping like he's he just, literally pops him when when Teddy says hello. He's like, hello. The weights that he's like the free weights look like cars. He's just like lifting two at once. <laughs> That's his pre workout basically. <laughs> And he says, oh, despite the fact Eddie's got a bit of a tummy ache, yeah. don't worry, I've got the best doctor in town on the way. Um, the best doctor in town is apparently not Larry the doctor. No. Because when we next see Eddie, Larry's checking him over. He says, I can't really feel anything. Um, 
which I don't think, I'm not sure if that's how doctors work either. Yeah, he's feeling his stomach. His stomach. Doesn't feel sick. <laughs> Fairly certain that's an internal thing. Like, I'm sure if a doctor did that, you spewed all over him. Yep, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns out. Eddie says, I'm in a lot of pain. And he says, I'm sorry, Eddie, I just, I, you haven't got any symptoms. And he goes, for all you know, I could have appendicitis. True. I had appendicitis. It was the only night I spent in hospital in my life. Really? For something for me was because I had appendicitis when I was a kid. Ah. It was it was absolutely you know episode of The Simpsons where Bart swallows that um it's like a silver crusty oil that's got spikes on yeah. it. Like that's razor blades, didn't you? Yeah, that's like felt like it was just rotating. Ugh, it's awful. Right. The bit there's many funny bits in this. Mm. My favorite part of this that I rewound about five times, and if you're gonna go and watch this, this is the bit I want you to concentrate on. Sexy nurse shows up, that's one thing, right? Eddie Guerrero simply says the word, oh. Right? <laughs> but it's the way, it, everything about Eddie that you know, that you remember. Like yeah. I, he, he was one of my favorites back in the day. And this nurse comes up and goes, Doctor, uh, do you need a bit of help or whatever? And he goes, oh. Like that. It's, <laughs> a little, oh. it's, uh, it's the scene in the office where um, David Brent's just done the uh, presentation. He's got his top off because he's putting his night out shirt on. And like one of the females enters the room and he has to suck his gut in straight away. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Where are we going? <laughs> we got the pub boy. Uh, and she goes, uh, like I say, she says, "Can I? Shall I check him over?" And Eddie's like, "It's okay, Larry. She's got it. You can go now." <laughs> yeah. And uh, she starts. She starts rubbing Eddie, and he goes, "Hey, slower." <laughs> she goes, uh, "Does it hurt here?" And he goes, "Oh yeah. You see, where it says Pappy. I've got an, I'm, the T-shirt is I'm your Pappy. So Pappy's yeah. the bottom of the T-shirt." Yeah. He goes, "You see where it says Pappy? Go there. You, you close to it. Go a little lower." <laughs> what? It cuts back. Like, it cuts between these shots, doesn't it? It's obviously yeah, we go to another break, I think, yeah. Smackdown rolls on. Return, Smackdown rolls on. It returns to Eddie. still saying, lower, lower. That's it. You're close, etc. What are they referring to? I don't know. It's it just, she fixing Again, like, you've made a really good point here. Because all they want to, this is so Vince, man. All they want to do is be able to joke about his care. Like, yeah. He is basically framed, like, several segments around a middle portion where a woman in a nurse outfit Looks like she's going to jack his cack. Yeah. But in order to do that, he has to basically reinvent medicine so that having food poisoning is tested by a medical professional, like sort of doing a bear claw on your stomach. As if that's the most normal thing in the world. Doctor, I think my leg's broken. <laughs> well, let me just dark order my hand and press it. Yeah. So, smells like a broken leg to me. Like, what well, is because you want the nurse to put your hand yeah. by his cack? Yeah. That's what's happening. The nurse, by the way, let's really unpick this. Well, I think the comment section will really unpick this later, but yeah, okay. Batista, there's a gag coming where Batista's, that's not my doctor. I didn't hire somebody to jack you off. Where's she from? It's was that like, did Batista hire two to do a bit of a bait and switch? You'd be like, eh? Yeah. Or is she a shoot nurse? In which case, what's that uniform about? <laughs> that is not, they're not scrubs. No, they're definitely not. Where's she come from? I think it's all a big, big all a big plan. For Batista Chuck to work, he had to hire two people. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't just hire one. So she's uh, when we come back from the break, she is putting her hands to good use yeah. as the nurse. Uh, and he basically says, Oh, my God. That's right. Under the puppy, mama. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he goes, Oh, hey, hey, not so hard. And then, hey, 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 hey. And then realizes it's Batista yeah. who's now doing it. Uh, and it's Batista giving a rub down. He jumps up, ooh, shakes it all off. Suddenly, oh. It's fine again. And uh, he says, oh, again, Eddie, only Eddie can pull this off. Was the nurse okay, says says Dave Batista? She was doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, yeah. You know, I am ready for the match. Let's go kick their oh crap, gurgly. <laughs> Uh, and he says, oh, oh, that's that's just real shame, that, uh, Eddie. Um, but in my medical opinion, <laughs> Dave the Animal Batista, yep. you don't need a nurse. You need a doctor. And uh, your amigo has got the best in town. Here comes Dr. Barnett. Oh, brother. Yes, all this is, is not aged well. No. And he says, hello, Mr. Guerrero. Um, and and Eddie suddenly doesn't want this man's hands on him. Dr. Barnett's camp. Yes. Uh, from the off, immediately races towards Eddie Guerrero's bottom. Jim Barnett was a openly gay wrestling promoter. Jim Ross to this day, whenever Jim Barnett comes up on his podcast, has to do like an effeminate voice, a camp voice, etc. That's what's happening. Yeah. And yet again, Vince Man's like understanding medicine. Right, so if uh, doing a claw hand around someone's stomach... Doesn't, doesn't fix work. food poisoning. What 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 do other doctors do? Do we uh, do we drill something clean up their arse or? <laughs> I think that's it, Vince. Yep, yep. Like all the writers room. Well, that's what happened to me when I had food poisoning. <laughs> like when I was allowed to eat before I worked for you. That's that's what I yeah, would do. They go, uh, do a clean stomach prostate exam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, he says, uh, oh no, again, Eddie. Oh, it's a miracle. I've recovered. And Batista in Batista's the best when he's his strength isn't like I'm gonna. Chuck you through this yeah. wall. He just, no, I'm strong. We're doing it. He says, no, Eddie, let the doctor do his job. And he just <laughs> forces him to bend over the table. The doctor puts on rubber gloves and Batista takes the lube and heads off with the nurse. And the doctor says, this won't hurt much. And you can probably fill in the dots from there. Eddie Guerrero's, oh, it's up my arse face is funny. Yes. Like, I, like, it's a, like, yeah, I can just see Vince going, this is Perfect. Nailed it. There's a rich history of Carry On in the UK, which I don't think Carry On films are very good, but Eddie Guerrero would have been, wouldn't have been out and placed in one hand no. because it goes hard in on his face and he's doing... Oh. Again, I, I, like, I know when, like, these aren't necessarily to critically analyse. Why is it? Is the doctor reaching in with his hand and grabbing the food poisoning from inside his arsehole? There it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's this bad olive you ate. Got it. Uh, right, so we go to the comment section. Once again, these do oh. not reflect, reflect views of myself. This my can't go well. No. Uh, so it doesn't reflect his views either, or yeah. anyone of what culture wrestling, uh, for that matter. Uh, but there is a doctor in the comments. Oh, I'll go, well, uh, maybe he'll answer my question. Well, indeed. Dr. Swagenstein gives us our first <laughs> comment. <laughs> and I, I don't know if this counts as a medical analysis, but he does write, bro, you know it's bad when it's coming out of both ends. Well, yeah. So. We've all been there. Maybe, maybe actually, not. I didn't. Th- I should have messaged him. Maybe it's Larry Swagenstein, the doctor from earlier. Oh yeah, and he was like, "I told you." I double dumped on a train toilet once, you know. Like <laughs> I was just, it, it was bad. I, it was either booze or food poisoning. It was probably a bit of both. Bit of both. Booze. Yeah, it's always always a bit of both. Takeaways dodgy in it, but like it's, and I don't. Like, I don't mind sharing this with the listeners. I'm very much uh, like a homebrew poo guy. Like I like, <laughs> I, like my t- I like my toilet activity to be done mostly on my home throne. But needs must that day. And them <laughs> train toilets where the, sink oh, is, where the sink is next to it. And I hate it just like, well, need, need both of these. Ah, ah, ah. And you start there looking at those twee little, like, don't flush your gold, goldfish or your drink. Oh, them salad. awful signs that they f off. <laughs> <laughs> the wackaging bits where it's like, uh, please, please don't flush. Uh, 
It's a, it's a drain toilet. Please don't flush. Tickets, tampons, your hopes and dreams. Yeah. And that's all it's like, my hopes and dreams are surviving <laughs> this train journey, mate. Have you, can you see me? I've gone yeah. great. Yeah, as well. I would have hopes and dreams if I had any money left after paying for this train. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a tiny mirror in those train bathrooms. And I remember looking at that mirror <laughs> and thinking, this is where I die. Because that's what Food Poison feels like, isn't yeah. it? You have Everything's gone. And you're thinking like, well, that's it for me then. Like, never will my body have the energy to move again. So yeah. I, I guess I die here on this toilet floor. <laughs> and all I can see is this, like, a 4 size piece of mirror. This piece of reflective glass looking back at me. Ugh, grey me. Uh, Hangman Page in the mirror at Daly's place when it's broken. I've just fallen out with the young bucks. Everything is over. <laughs> uh, Angel Ryan thinks he can improve this scene. Uh, he writes, <laughs> what if Johnny Sins was the doctor? That's a yeah. Brilliant. And then we get into the nurse section. Come with me. <laughs> Loretta Nelson. In a world of pure <laughs> masturbation. Loretta Nelson starts us off. Oh, my God, that nurse is super hot. I mean, she was a nurse. She just caught, she was quite plain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Hardy Bain writes, and I want you to know this, the, the third word in this sentence is in all caps. Nurse name, please. <laughs> please. I Honestly, to... I'm fairly certain if you go online and type in sexy nurse, you'd probably get your job done. Nurse name, but I need her. It's Michael Scott wanting to marry the chair model. Because yeah, yeah. she's having a difficult time. And he's like, I need her. Like, I'm going to go on the internet. I'm going to unzip my trousers. What's her name? I need more. But What's her IMDB? That's what he's after. Connor Wong makes a good point in the response to this. When was this again? 2005. Okay. So Hardy Bain writes, nurse name, please. <laughs> right. And Connor Wong replies, forget it. She might be old. God, <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> 17 years ago. Right now, there's a 17-year-old listening to this podcast who was born because instead of, like, their dad jacking it to this, they just went and, like, had sex instead. <laughs> Jason Hewer. Uh, with all well, the, if only I could have found the name. With all the subtlety of Vince McMahon. Nurse, I have a throbbing in my groin. <laughs> <laughs> At least Vince was kind of, kind of like, this is it. But this is who he works for. This yeah. is who Vince McMahon works for. Throbbing in my groin. What could that possibly be? <laughs> I think it's gags Yeah. Oh, well, if all human doesn't uh, make any uh, subtleties about it, he writes. <laughs> he writes. <laughs> I don't know why. I can't really do a Welsh accent. <laughs> okay. But I picture this in a Welsh accent. <laughs> he, he writes, it's high noon in my pants, boyo. <laughs> Uh, where's the cowboy semantic field come from? <laughs> There's no cowboys in this. It's not like a smoking gun up. sexy nurse segment. I knew in my It's I knew in my. I've got two tabs open. First tab is uh, cowboy porn. Second tab is uh, WB porn. P -p -p porn. Like the <laughs> oh god, I've got my comment sections confused. He's <laughs> <laughs> just in like the he's in like a Wild West oh. porn typing about Alexa Bliss. Uh, Ivy Mike <laughs> writes. Ivy Nile. Ivy Mike writes. An apple a day keeps the doctor away, but if the nurse is sexy, keep the apple away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want an apple? No. Get fruit away. And the final one. The final one is quite long, this, but stick with me. From Roostam. Uh, uh, <clears throat> right. Once again, I don't know if you use myself, Daddy Boys, anyone at What Culture Wrestling. And before I forget, thanks once again to, uh, to Marcus James thanks, Marcus. For, uh, for this review. Rustam writes, oh. 
Oh, this is my dream to meet a nurse like that. <laughs> so that she can care for me from my misery. <laughs> but stupid hospitals and walking clinics don't provide that kind of very important for guys like me service. <laughs> And then you think, okay, you made your point. Okay, Mr. Tom, thanks. <laughs> Dream to me and it's like that. They don't provide that service. I went into hospital and he might asked about it. But um but obviously, what's he gonna do? Because he's watched this and now, you know, yeah. as as previously mentioned by uh, Evolved Human, it's high noon in his pants, boy. Bruce Tom thinks he's written that comment and he's gone. No, that's not enough. That I've that, that I've left this far too open ended yeah. for uh any perspective uh, people speculating on so that's oh, my dream to meet a nurse like that to cure me of my misery stupid hospitals and walking clinics don't provide that kind of service for people like me <laughs> oh well to the fap cave <laughs> <laughs> oh god that is the um here's the clarify I'm gonna go and masturbate now what's <laughs> <laughs> the uh it, I feel like this is like some sort of Marvel thing that you've seen of it. Like, is it the the fully form, the completed form or something of the, the, oh God, I wish I was that microphone stand. <laughs> oh God, I wish I was clinically ill, but the hospital I went to had nurses that looked like they were from Carry On Films in Vincent Mann's wank fantasy more than actual medical professionals. Like, what are you saying is, what are you, <coughs> the ways in which people go around. Jesus Christ. I would like to have sex. Yeah, that's, that's always the sentence. It's always the sentence. I would like to have sex. Like there were, it's never it's just like people who say, if I had a time machine, I'd go back in time and put a bet on this thing, and then I'd get loads of money. Just, just I want to be rich. <laughs> want you don't want a time machine. You just want to be rich. <laughs> a hospital or a walking centre that <laughs> could care for people. Like, like he would literally be okay with a local medical facility. I, I, to be fair, to me, he's sat there going, I don't want to. You know, they're already quite you know heavily understaffed hospitals. So I'll just go to the walking centre and get my face. He's thinking about the plight of the NHS, but the nurses better be fit. Like the chair, I just love. And then at the end, it's like, well, I've just, just imagine it's been like uh, Usain Bolt, right? It's like uh, your job is to be the fastest person in the world over 100 metres in around nine seconds, nine ten seconds. But you think well, I could. Could just run the hundred meters, <laughs> and I get all the endorsements, I get all the sponsorships, and nine seconds work. Like, not that the training, obviously, no, no, but like on the day. Like, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to run a marathon first. <laughs> I'm going to get around that marathon. I'm going to go and go, go twenty six long arduous miles, and then you finish that, and then you're just going to like actually nine <laughs> seconds. I'll just do that. Like hospital, medical center, nurses, people to care for me. What the hell's going on in my life? Anyway, whack time. I just. I don't know how they get out of bed and live their lives. I don't know how they do it. How they get anything done. <laughs> Just so much. Oh. Oh, to the fab cave. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, uh, Moving on from uh, masturbating yep. and people being filthy on the internet, Kathy Kelly is sat there <laughs> doing a sit-down interview with Candice LeRae. She's talking uh, all about the changes in her life and Johnny Gargano's lives and baby and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Uh, lovely stuff for all of them. Uh, and she said, I've been getting some great support as well from Alexa Bliss and Asuka and Bianca Belair. Income damaged guitar and go get out of here, Kathy Kelly. Yep. Uh, she tries to intimidate Candice LeRae, basically. Uh, but LeRae's not having it because... She's great. She says, Eos guy, you're still untrustworthy. Nice that they remember that, all yep. that stuff. Dakota guy, you're still spiteful. And Bailey, you're still not women's champion. Yep. Which was quite a nice bit of... And Bailey's like, well, uh, well, yet. And and we're still in control of the division. And they shove the cameraman down and uh, they put the boots to Lorraine or so we could hear. A good segment, this, with nice detail. I believe is to protect that Candice Lorraine might actually be carrying... A, a legit knock. Okay, thing. I don't know for I don't know for definite, but certainly like nicely framed. Yeah, I like the detail of Candice LeRae. I like the idea that Damage Qatar have targeted her because War Games is of course on the horizon, and as long as Candice LeRae can go, she's going to be in that match. And she's Why wouldn't they work the next premium live event? Uh, I don't know. It's not probably not space in the card. Yeah, fair, probably fair, not space in the card. Um, that's the got to James's part watching football maybe. Anyway, I have one issue with this segment, and it was nothing to do with the segment. This occurs, right? Your wife. My wife. We're both married. My wife. My wife. We're both married men. Yeah. Imagine this occurs. And actually, she was just talking about the family. Like, new life now. Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's not even this sort of thing that's hidden away. Like, this this goes down on your this morning, right? And you're privy to it somehow. Your parents ring. Oh, terrible news. Like, Anna Louise has been assaulted by a uh, damaged guitar. Yeah. What do you do? Do you record this podcast with me? 
or and do we make funny jokes, or do you rush to hospital to see Anne Louise and be like, what's happened with Damage Guitar? We're going to fix this. Like, I'll get you fit for war games, and we're going to go to war. Or, now, hear me out here, do you come and record a funny podcast with me, put a cowboy hat on, and do... I think Anne Louise would understand, because I hate JBL that much. I really hate that guy, but it's a very valid point. Yes, he was on his way. To, to be fair, he does say I'm on you my way. My to, I'm on my way to go and pick, go and go and check on Candice, but um, uh, he didn't care. Like, he uh, was like, actually, I've got. She'll probably be all right for a while. People really love when I ask about like this charmless dickhead that I've apparently become on Raw. So I, I should probably use some of that first. Got a bit of time. Yeah, I guess they'll be doink before I leave. Uh, Elias is back. He came yeah. back last week, didn't he? Yeah, he did. It was a really rubbish segment, and we're already all missing Ezekiel. Yeah, and they're, oh, I'm, and they're, I'm doing, for his and they're doing. They're holding off his song to make sure people uh, don't they're, get it. They're basically. doing more. Um, imagine, right? Riddle was so thick to not spot that a partner might eventually be turning on him. I know mean, it's really hard to get in the headspace. Yeah, but see if you've got. I that got one that vibe from see this as well. Um, Matt Riddle's been hitting his bong. Nice. Yeah, I had to ask uh, Cedric what that meant because I was like, oh yeah, so he wants to play it. I was doing a really brilliant. I was explaining I used to play drums when I was a kid, and uh, that was that was why I've was, never heard. I've called, called bongos, never bong. That's yeah, must be. But he must be so in to the bong community that that's what they call it. But anyway, bong. Elias is a serious musician, doesn't like being interrupted, but he likes Riddle for the time being because yeah. he's friends with Ezekiel. Uh, I'm friends with my Zeke. <laughs> Chad Gable, I know it's interrupt. Chad Gable said your new name for the band should be Blink One Eighty Shoes. All right, that, yeah, that got me. That was a Force of Willborn one, that was. Yeah. I was like, yeah, all right, you can have that. I was literally, I uh, sat there this morning going, well, that was excellent. I was thinking, what other bands can we do? And oh, my, my, but my brain, because it was oh, so yeah. early. Oh, why did you think of them? Because I haven't been getting up at this time. My brain was like, block, shoosh. <laughs> you know how um, Roosh is pronounced Roosh? Yeah. Can we have shoosh for Rush? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what's, the, what's the big time shoosh? Is it big time Rush, are they called? Uh, yeah, the pop band. Yeah, there big we go. time rush. I don't big remember. time, huge. <laughs> that with me. I want to get some more on that one. Uh, what other bands can we have? B fifty shooshes. <laughs> You're singing the twos. I've got twos now. The twos. Um, the shoosh for the who? <laughs> Rolling shoes. Oh god, this is how it. This is how it goes, isn't it? Remember beans. <laughs> remember beans. <laughs> oh. One that does actually work. Okay. One for our Australian listeners. Five seconds of shoosh. <laughs> he got there in the end. We did it. We did it. He said, uh, "Oh, you're playing the keyboard now, Elias. What's next? Kazoo's? Don't come. To, don't tease me with something like that. Going. That's where it's going." Uh, and he said, "Shave your beard, and you'd look exactly like uh, Ezekiel." Yeah, yeah, he yeah, would. I really missed those days already. He said, "Don't talk crap about my younger brother." Uh, Gaylor says. Oh, he's he's big pieces of crap for you for breakfast, and they do the Happy Gilmore stuff and the walk with Elias stuff. Yeah, see out there, it's all right. It's 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 all like Gable's great. The Elias stuff hasn't completely run out of steam yet. This was passable backstage WWE mm. stuff, but let's not do backflips over it. No, uh, Seth Rollins comes out to be on commentary for Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali, who's now number one contender. I think. Yes, so they paid off. Remember that thing that we were quite into where yeah. um, like the Bobby like Bobby Lashley gave him the shot and Ali wanted another one, but Seth had the one first. Oh, no, another one. No, another one. Seth obviously won the belt. Ali wanted, was kind of doing a little bit of a, uh, next. You know, we watched NXT. People got next, get next. Yeah. And Seth kind of pied him. and Silas Coe is unbelievable, by the way. Oh, yeah, he's the best. He absolutely rules. <laughs> it's one of the best 
one of the best NXT to main roster transitions I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a low bar, but he's absolutely flown over it. He's, so. Oh, yeah. Sami Zayn's still also incredible. Yeah, Bloodline's fine. Everything, everything is absolutely fine in Bloodline. Um, slight problem with this match that everyone was chatting. We want Seth throughout it, though. Yeah. I will say this. Uh, this was, you know, nothing too much to write home about. It was enjoyable. Mm. It was a nice sort of glimpse potentially at the future of younger They were dressed guys. like a tag team that had split up and had tried to get their own gear, but still had the same colour scheme. <laughs> yeah. You know stuff. But it was younger guys yeah. uh, showcasing what incredible talents they have. I think I still think Austin Theory is an absolutely sensational wrestler uh, and and deserves a bit more credit from what, than what he's been given. Um, but he's, he's been on a bit of a... D- Defe- I was about to say undefeated. Defeated streak. Yeah. Was this the end of it? Was this where he Might be. Might be. Because he faced uh, Ali and uh, he decided to take a mid- mid-match selfie. And I'll say this. If you haven't done it yet, go and check out the clip video of this on Twitter because it is amazing. The shot of him taking a selfie and you see Ali coming from behind and drop kicking yeah. him. Looked amazing. Look great, uh, rolling neck breakers, part of Mustafa- Mustafa's comeback. Uh, Tornado DDT for two. Goes for another one after missing a 450, but Theory counters with a neck breaker. Rollins, referencing the fact that they've got a bit of history together, says, finish it. Shushi uh, and the Blowfish. Very nice. I might actually be concentrating on Rollins. That's not even very good. I've, it's so hard. Yeah. No, I can't think of anyone. It's so difficult. Shushi and the Blowfish. <laughs> Shushi and the Blowfish. The Blowfish, actually. Uh... Uh, so, yeah, Arlie counters uh, Theory's finisher, hits a backstabber, goes up top, but Rollins gets involved. Uh, that allows Theory, and takes the ref, that allows Theory to trip Arlie off the top rope, hit his finisher, and get the one, two, three, and Rollins goes in and raises his hand, beats the crap out of Arlie after the match, sends him into the crowd, leaves him laying. Rollins walks up the ramp, poses with the United States Championship, and gets absolutely just taken out yeah. by <laughs> Arlie, who's recovered and cut him off. Um, I did like that spot. I thought it looked great and gave gave Ali a bit of fire because I was like, oh, he's just kind of been left like a pile of crap here. Yeah, a good brawl at the end with Seth, but it was th- at this point that it was really, this raw was really starting to wear thin on me. The match felt too long for what they were trying to get across. The finish More was, interference. Yeah, the finish was sorry. cheap yet again. Um, the Austin Theory problem, you might have missed this, NXT ended with him coming out and holding up the briefcase to suggest he might cash in. I saw that. There. I mean, I, t- I knew that I'd already, I'd already watched Halloween Havoc, I think. And it was obviously very transparently for some Tuesday Night War gubbins, but it just, I don't know. It, like, this didn't do much for me, but the Seth Rollins, Mustafa Ali match should be great, but that's the Triple H caveat, isn't mm. it? Match at the end should be good. The story's not so great. Mm. Uh, right, uh, then we have... Goodbye, Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> Worst thing about this whole thing is, is that we're not going to quite nail exactly what the right one is. Yeah. And then the second we switch the mics off, one of us is going to go, ah, and it was that one. Yeah. Or worse, like 12 people will tweet us immediately being like, well, it was this. This was the it obvious was right one. right there. You completely missed it. Yeah. Shooting for girls. Ugh. <laughs> I like scat for boom, girls. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Shush. Boom, boom. The, I like them because they knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> and they did it for every song. But, like, they, they, I remember them being on Nevermind the Buzzcocks. And Shoo, so lovely. <laughs> Shoo, so lovely. Go out with me. Have a hug, please. Best bands ever. Let's <laughs> go for girls. You think you're some Led Zeppelin, Led Shushin. <laughs> uh, you Shoosh? Not bad. Shoosh too. Aero Shoosh. No. <laughs> Guns and Shooshes? No. Kick Black Shoosh? <laughs> Black, Black Rebel Motorcycle Shoosh. 
1970 shoosh. <laughs> Red hot chili shooshes? The better. Red hot shooshy peppers. <laughs> shoosh and pepper. Shoosh and the police. <laughs> Run DM shoosh. Motley Shoosh. Ah, there Motley we go. Shoosh. Motley Shoosh. Um, a Shoosh of Keys. <laughs> a Shoosh of Dixon. <laughs> Big it up for the Mystic Shooshies. <gasps> oh, hello. So solid Shoosh. <laughs> Craig David featuring Artful Shusha. <laughs> the Artful Shusha. Shushman Jacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shusha Armada. The Chemical Shushas. The Shushik. That's the music. What are we talking about? Uh, raw, I think. I don't know. Oh, yeah. This is when Gargano's walking backstage to go and check on his wife. He's I just... thought yesterday, if I did SmackDown by myself, gradually it would just descend into carnage. Mm. It's just happening now, <laughs> and you're in the room. Oh. oh. Right. Do you know, last week, um, Sidrick basically submitted to the fart. Sorry, and, what? And played on the one of the podcasts, like this fart that went on for like three minutes. <laughs> and it was the finish, his finished prediction for the Apollo Crews match. <laughs> oh, is he finally caved? I'm not so sure. I don't know if like he's willing to do it for a week and then... Because you were on holiday, maybe. You sort of embraced the hate, like John Cena fighting Kane. <laughs> I'm just looking at... Yeah, there's a... <laughs> I'll read that. Anyway, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Gargano's going to check on his wife. It wasn't just a comedy. They were a band. They had their own festival. The Mighty Shoosh. Hey! Very good. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Miz, Miz, uh, 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 he says, no, not right now. Yeah. Does, does, does Johnny's busy. And then why is JBL back on my television? He's with Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin doesn't need a mouthpiece. No, he doesn't, no. Yeah, it, this, it, something felt awfully off about this last week, and I don't think it's particularly on this week either. Corbin's got slightly better gear than he had last week. He looked mm. a bit rubbish. But yeah, JBL and Baron Corbin, it's, I can see why they've done it on paper, but I don't think it works in practice. No, I just, I was like, ah. Oh. He's I keep talking about the Attitude Era as well. Ugh. Don't carry my bags. We're in the Attitude Era. Guns and knives in the locker room. Me and Undertaker. Kane. <laughs> He's doing well, isn't he? Seeing him on Twitter. Jesus Christ. Who's Kane? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what you're referring to, but the guy sucks ass. So yeah. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. say, I'm going to say, you nailed it again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he said you're an internet hero. You're an independent darling. Talked about AAA, uh, and Corbin's gone straight to the big leagues. He says, hey, when you see a Hall of Famer backstage, show some respect. Shake his hand. Uh, if you were around during the Attitude Era, you'd be carrying my bags. And God kind of says, I was eight years old during the Attitude Era. <laughs> and he said, all right, uh, nice to meet you. I did, do you know what? I'm not a huge fan of all the Gargano stuff, mm. but I did see JBL pop up on my screen last week. I thought, what the f- are those trousers? I was glad. That MC Hammer Pants was a nice line. Yeah, good reference. Uh, and he said, what's your new name, Corbin? You keep changing it all the time. And he came up with uh, Boring Corbin. Um, which normally I would have laughed at, but since we met him, I like him. So Well, that and we've spent half an hour of a podcast trying to wedge shoes into a band name and not and failed. So. He says that JBL says, I'll see you out there. And yeah, um, <laughs> Johnny Gargo doesn't say, I'm busy. My wife's been hospitalized. <laughs> been 
Great video package for uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, they congratulate The Rock on Black Adam. Going to go and watch that in cinema this week. Yeah, yeah I can't wait for that. Um, and then we got normally a match that I'd go, we might skip. Yeah, it's a squash match. Mm-hmm. They found the secret formula. Squash match. One on one. Mm-hmm. One on two. Still. Mm-hmm. One on four. <laughs> yes, please. Almost murdered four guys, mm-hmm. MVPs beforehand. There was that meme as well. They basically created it. Almost his hand, and that guy just looking at. Him. <laughs> Look at the size of his hand, and yeah, he, he put the fact he could put one of them in each four corners and just run into him. Yeah, I loved that. Um, more of these sort of almost squash matches. Plus, normally I'd go, who cares about this sort of thing? I saw the numbers that Braun Strowman and almost slightly pushing each other did on YouTube. Oh man, that I really really like that standoff as well. I think it's about two and a half million or something like that yep. so far since Friday. Uh, this we've seen this sort of stuff done before. It's almost always fun. I like this. Yeah, it, I, and you just wreck the dudes. So get, get them arm like, wrestling next, and that'll yeah, like, yeah. that'll put all of our kids through college. That would be huge. I think if they did that, even on FS1, they'd do like five million. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be an arm wrestle. Oh my god, we'll put it on NXT the next time it's head to head with AW. And the winner of the arm wrestle marries someone, and you've literally <laughs> completed wrestling. Uh, right, then it was time for Elias versus Chad Gable. Um, Chad Gable had a good wrestling match. Pass it on. Pass it on, actually. He's just great. He can go. Um, Elias was beating him for the most part, but Otis was annoying and, and you know pulled the ropes down, and so Elias fell out of the ring, and Gable was in control, uh, hit a flying headbutt. Um, but Elias started making a comeback, but again, got distracted, and Gable put him in an ankle lock perfectly. Elias slips out. Gable goes to the moonsault. Oh, hang on. Oh, my God. The moonsault into the knee strike from Elias was wonderful stuff. Do you know what it was? It, it was the finish, and yet they insisted on carrying on. This was probably the best spot on this whole episode of Monday Night Raw, mm. and it would have been, I was thinking about this afterwards, it would have been, uh, if nothing else, something that we would have talked about <clears throat> in next week's preview fodder. Yeah. Of whatever Elias is doing, it'd be like, mind, maybe he really is back because he didn't have polish Gable off here. This match peaked there. There was no way back from it. And we're not going to talk about the specific, like specificities of the finish this week. They insist on going back to the WWE. Do you know how people beat people? It has to be this way. Like they used to criticize Ring of Honor for this all the time. Mm. It's like, oh, he uh, kicks out of a double top rope Canadian destroyer, but then you beat him with a roll up, do you? Mm-hmm. This was better than the finish. Yeah, I agree. Because he then just hit him with drift away mm-hmm. and won uh, after Otis like, ran into the ring post. But I was like, no, the knee was the finish. That was the one. It was so good. Yep. Uh, so they jump him after the match. Riddle makes the save. Uh, wipes out Alpha Academy with a dive. And uh, Elias says thanks and he's going to betray him in a few weeks. Yeah, we're going to get the tag match that builds that split. Uh, right. More good stuff from the OC here. They're backstage. Uh, Bright Lights Carl Anderson has got um, uh, some ice on his uh, on his cock and bells. <laughs> um, and and Star says, we've got a real problem. And uh, Gallo's like, no, nah, we ain't got a real problem. Um, I'll deal with this. I... Uh, I, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. Stars like he lit- she literally body slammed you earlier, Luke, and uh, he said, uh, "Hey, that's my love language." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll go and talk to her. Yeah, uh, and, and he leaves, and Anderson goes, "He's literally the worst with women." <laughs> <laughs> and Styles said, "Just keep the ice on your cack and balls." Yeah, and then we go away, and I think JBL made his entrance for the Gargano thing, and then we come back, and Gallows walks back in, he's holding his cack and balls. <laughs> <laughs> she says. And he just, he, they sell, she got me too. Takes the ice from Anderson, puts him on his own balls, and uh, <laughs> it says, yeah, we have got a real problem. Oh, this was, 
uh, this sort of popped me in spite of itself a yeah. little bit. Never forget ever that the Good Brothers were the doctors with Biggie's balls in a jar. Yeah. So this can go horribly wrong so quickly. But as idiot goon baby faces, it sort of it sort of worked this week. Yeah. And the off-screen, the idea of an off-screen low blow. <laughs> like, yeah. Here, where are you? And she just appears in the shadows and low blows. Oh! Like, <laughs> we can't see that. The theatre of the mind is funnier than actually seeing it happen. <laughs> yeah. WWE presents man getting hit by football <laughs> off-screen. <laughs> Contest is over. Yeah. Uh, right, JBL comes out and says, oh, it's crap here, isn't it? It's the, the gimmick that they always do. Uh, why well, now? Well, also, you don't need to, to say it's crap. They're going to boo Baron mm. Corbin and they're going to cheer Johnny Gargano. Is this? And Jeez. he says some stuff about local sports teams. That's right. all I'm going to say here. We, uh, we covered American sports extensively last week, don't worry. You, I saw some about you, this. You, you missed nothing. You missed quite a lot, actually. But it's uh, <laughs> we, did, we did. We could never... Do a five star review in the way we do, in the way that you do, should I say? So we uh, looked for the funniest American team names and made a game out of it. Good. So I'll show you some of them back in the office. Amazing. Um, yeah, it's you, you hit upon something there. You know how WWE would always be the heel in Vincent Mann's work, version of it, like the, the company is the bad guy and you, everything, the baby face that is going to make all the company all that money. They really hate that bloody baby face. Burn those Austin three sixteen shirts. Does Triple H is he trying to do this thing where like people love us now? We're the good guys. So you need a voice on there to be like, hey, all your internet fans, we're your internet wrestlers. You're assholes. <laughs> so he's actually thinking WWE is such an awesome baby face now that the gamer has got the pencil there, <laughs> that you need a heel presence on there to criticize the remainder of the show. Because that would work if these internet darlings went dancing around in a f***ing cowboy hat on the desk halfway through the match. <laughs> like that's that, Triple H, is how you're going to make yourself the heel again pretty quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, they go to a break after Corbin slams Gargan onto the announce table and JBL basically rips his cock off at that point. Yeah. The wrestling god. Uh, Gargano makes a comeback because he's great. Slingshot Spear gets a two count. Corbin hits a fallaway slam. He gets a two count. Uh, Gargano comes back, but Corbin just snatches him up for a deep six, which looks great on someone like Johnny Gargano especially. Um, he does the thing where he goes out the ring and comes back in and Gargano goes, well, I've seen this. Super kick. <laughs> um they fight outside the ring. Corbin gets sent into the steel steps. Gargano jumps on the announce table, puts on JBL's cowboy hat and does a little dance. Do you know what? I, I, I wasn't as mad about this because he didn't immediately get countered. Yeah. I think if he'd not hit the tornado DDT, I'd have gone, you're a knobhead, you are. <laughs> anyway, so he gets him up. He, he's going to hit his finish. He's going to do that thing. Did the, the, what's it called? One final beat. Yeah. yeah. Jump up. And I was like, great. It's going to look so good with a hat on. And then JBL just uh, tripped him. Yeah. And Corbin hit the end of days, and I was like, oh, this has got to continue, is it? Uh, so I have nothing else to say on, like, this match specifically, but there was a, a tweet I saw this morning, and this is normally, you know, when it's a really good take, you apologise if you can't remember the person that tweeted it. I'm saving this person's soul because this is one of the worst tweets I've ever seen. Uh-oh. Um, it, I read it, and then, you know, that's that meme of, like, Sarah Paulson and the maths flying around. And yes. Like, like, the tweet starts, people are really showing that they never watched NXT every week. I'm like, you have my attention, because you get a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we know, we watched every week. And so people, like, really showing that they never watched NXT every week when they didn't realise how funny and gifted a comedic performer Johnny Gargano was. Oh. Gifted? I was like, what? Gifted right. I've got. You had me a gifted. That's the proof that you watched NXT, right? As a heel, in the way he was a smarmy little tosspot who had to do funny because they could no longer make 
money with him as a babyface because they'd done everything they could and they turned him. That was what watching NXT every week was. It was like, well, the good era is absolutely finished over. Gargano, the earnest babyface, is dead because nobody earnestly likes NXT anymore. So the guy coming out going, NXT, it's not going to work. Like, that brand has been bastardized like beyond its life. We're going to have to make him funny. Him and Candice can do the way and it can be a bit of a laugh. And it was. Right? It, was it was great. Nobody is asking for cocky, smarmy, babyface Johnny Gargano, nor is it funny. Mid-noughties, big WWE babyface. Oh, nor Ugh. is it charming. Like that thumb-up picture, which I tweeted earlier on, where he's like, get your knees. It's just the worst. And I cannot believe that it's Triple H of all people. This yeah. feels like this feels like what would have happened if he'd got caught I up agree. under Vince. I agree. It looks like he's having to pass WWE tests. So I thought I was, I thought I was done. Yeah. I think, well, well, do this absolute nonsense, and then whoosh, five years time, we'll push you who you are. Like, <laughs> I thought that was over. Yeah, I was... cannot believe that I'm watching him have to go through this. Worse, what if they all like it? What if they get him backstage and slapping five and being like, another brilliant week, like me and you after, like when there's nothing to talk about. Right now, check, check, check. <laughs> another one in the books. Like, I, I just, I feel like I'm watching like Sami Zayn of five years ago jump through hoops to try and figure yeah. out how the hell to get over. So, five years. <laughs> On her use, Johnny Gargano. Shaking hands with Yeah, JBL. he got a card or something from Miz next. And they, uh, Anyway, it's going to all be revealed next week. We'll talk about it in the preview. Mm. Uh, brilliant video package on Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Yep. Not that I needed to be sold on their match at Crown Jewel. If you can find it, Google um, the like the fan cam shot of the uh, thingy going through the table. Brock going through the table last week. It's awesome. Great yeah. brawl. Uh, and Lesnar's going to be there next week. Yeah. In Dallas. Dallas. Take me back. Oh, yeah. In that building. We've been in that building, I think. I was talking to someone on holiday about, they were like, oh, where have you been in America? Mm. And I was like, well, I've been on like lads' holidays. But the best bit was when I went to Texas and ate food. Oh. Oh, that's brief. On the brisket. It's the best stadium food I've ever eaten. Oh, yeah. That's not, that's never getting touched, ever. And I've had Bovril. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been to Chesterfield away. Yeah, brisket is nice, but can you do it on home when I went to the so stuck? big, you had to eat half of the burger before you could eat the burger. Oh, yeah, you can't like you can't just eat it as a sandwich. Yeah, I like that sandwich. Shame if somebody gave you a knife and fork. You need it, actually. Also, although I think we're a friend of the locals, and they're like, how much barbecue sauce would you want on it? None. Oh, God, yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't make eye contact when I said that. Because it's this vat of piping hot barbecue sauce that they were just la- ladling on I like love, gravy. I just love the meat. I just want the meat. I, I was... I was Glad that I felt like yeah, kindred spirits, kindred spirit moment there because I'm scared of all condiments and you just you like your meat nice and meaty. Yeah, d- what Don't sauce do you want in your steak? No, thank you. Don't interfere with meat. This is heathen stuff. If Sidgwick he'd be raging with this, Sidgwick probably makes his own extreme. Well, I'm sure he'll bring up with this as a regular raw review listener when he's not and he's not on it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, dear. We catch you up on the uh, boys' thoughts on Monday Night Raw, which he definitely would have watched. I bet he, like, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I bet he makes a really great steak sauce, oh, and he could yeah. give you it ingredient by ingredient, and we would never eat it. But like, I might <laughs> dip one in and go, mm, oh, that is nice, and then just continue eating the steak without it. I like, I'll dip like a ready salted crisp in it. <laughs> yeah, not, not for me this bit. <laughs> right, main event time: Bailey versus Bianca Belair. Um, with did you see the nods to? Uh, Certain people who could be returning to. Yeah. Bank statement was put on. There was a dive to the outside. Indeed. that was very Naomi-esque at one point. On a week where we posited that we might be getting Charlotte Flair as well. No, no, no. no. It was in Charlotte, North Carolina, oh, wasn't it? Oh, of course, it? yeah. There's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I was watching Halloween Havoc, and for a split second, I thought Charlotte Flair returned to Halloween Havoc because I was watching it on uh, the network or mm. whatever, and, you know, they put on loads of, like, 
the raw, bits that normally yeah. would be presumably adverse for the the peacock viewers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, her and I was like, I was like wait a second, what's that shot? Let's see it. Anyway, uh, early on, fantastic. Bianca Belair is just. I say every week, it's ridiculous. Back flips out of the corner, mm-hmm. as she does. But because Bailey's seen this before, she just fucking nails her with her forearm instead. Um, Belair fired back with a backbreaker and a slingshot dive, taking us to a break. We come back. Belair sets up for the KOD. Bailey, though, gets on the gets to the ropes and then yanks her arm on it. Belair um, fights back. Vertical suplex, shoulder tackles, drop kick, punches in the corner, and a body slam. But as she goes for the standing moonsault, Bailey gets her knees up. Bailey goes for a diving elbow, but Belair gets her knees up and hits a standing moonsault for a near fall. Bailey gives Belair a draping DDT off the barricade, very yeah. Randy Orton esque, uh, which leads us to another break. Um, Bailey tries for a KOD. Mm. I love this when they've been working together so long, they just yeah. start trying. And instead, Belair counters into a Bailey to Belly. Uh, that gets her a two count. Bailey tried to use Belair's braid, and Belair just yanked her into it, uh, into the steel steps with it, and then hit a spine buster for a two count. Belair goes up top. Sky gets on the apron, and Bailey uses the distraction to hit, hit a, a, a sort of super Bailey to belly off the middle rope for a near fall. Bailey gets the rest of Damage Katara to clear the announce desk. Um, so Bailey, uh, Belair just fights back. Beats them both up, then power bombs Bailey on the desk, which doesn't break. Love that. Slams her into the ring post and slams her onto the apron. Didn't pause at any strength. Just insane amounts yeah. of strength there. Belair shoves Bailey into the ring. The ref's checking on Bailey. Sky and Kai attack Belair. The ref suddenly realizes that Belair's down and does the whole, you're out of here to them. They're arguing with him. Then suddenly they all turn around and just this figure <laughs> comes flying off yeah. the top rope. Onto the outside, wipes them all out with a dive. Commentators, it's so, so fast and sudden. It was really mm-hmm. well shot, this, I'll yep, say. I agree. They're like, whoa, 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 what's just happened? Go back in. Bailey goes to the roast plant. Belair counters it. KOD. She's got her down for a 10 count. But there's no referee. And then as Belair goes to try and sort this all out, it's Nikki Cross. And she shoves Belair's shoulder first into the ring post, hits her with a finish. Bailey crawls in, covers her. New referee runs down. With she hasn't looked apparently at anything <laughs> whilst this has all been happening. One, two, three. Bailey, is this for the first time? Pins Bianca Belair in singles action. Yeah, so she's got because she's got the two pins on her after Clash at the Castle, hasn't she? So, and I was halfway through writing my notes for this show. Nikki Cross joins Damage Katal. Nope. Yep. Nikki Cross lays out Bailey as well. She stands tall. Thank goodness. Nikki A.S.H. is no more, and we get good old Nikki Cross back. Crazy Nikki. She might be a bit crazy. I thought this was, I think it's possibly because I was presented in shock, because I agree with you. I thought this was a really well-booked return. Um, she felt dangerous, and there was a, it's hard to manufacture frenzy. We've talked about that before, without it yeah. feeling a bit fake, and I thought they did a really great job of that in how it was all produced and how she was shot. Um, I thought the match was great. I will say this is, not the fault of the wrestlers, but I think WWE were a little bit shady this week, and I feel like either this was either promoted as a women's championship match, or they really wanted you to think it was. Mm. And I had a little bit of a final battle thing in my head, and then when I realised uh, I wasn't getting it, it kind of foreshadowed the finish. But I said, this is the main event of Raw, and you've promoted it, and the title's not on the line. Right. So Bailey's going to pin her, and we're going to get to the last match, which maybe that's just me, but that took away from my experience, because what I was thinking throughout was, how is Bailey going to cheat to win, especially after this Raw? Mm. So that was... 
ultimately, I guess I was in damage catarrhal mode trying to enjoy this. But I did because the like the exchanges between them were absolutely tremendous. They have worked, as you say, enough together at this point where the chemistry is superb. I think the rust is finally wearing off in Bailey because I got some really good vibes out of this. This was yeah. better than the, this was like better than the ladder match at Extreme Rules by orders of magnitude as well. I need people to understand that the stunts that keep taking place on these big shows are for nothing if you can generate it from the actual mm-hmm. meat and potatoes pro wrestling. This was so much better than that. I like so much more believable. Uh, I, I really love the Nikki Cross I just dive was... to the like oh. da- to damage Katal and the referee. Um, so yeah, like more of this was good than bad, but maybe on another show I'd have been even higher on it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I was just relieved that we've got rid of the superhero. Me and Andy said so much on the news. Look, it was never for us. It was yeah. always aimed at a younger audience, and it and, got her a and world, Vince McMahon, and it got her a world title at the end yeah. of the day. You, I mean, it may not have worked for very long, but you can't really argue with that. Mm. Like, was I know she's gone back to Nikki Cross now, but was that version ever going to win a world title? She might now. Yeah, not yet. Now she's reinvented it. Yeah. I I can't really argue with that. I'm just really glad she's gone back to it because, yeah, that's what worked for her. Mm-hmm. You know, look back at NXT and how they could do with refining the, the sanity was. one, and you might have there might be a perfect ideal at the other end of all of this because mm. she was like fairly normal with Alexa Bliss as a mate and stuff. So they, it's there's nothing wrong with like not reinventing the wheel, but rebooting this character a little bit to try and find the perfect version of it. Mm. I'm really excited to see what happens next mm. with her though. And, uh, and Bailey yeah. will get a title. Bailey's now. not going to show up now. <laughs> no, there's, there's, another, there's one more match in it where Bianca wins. Oh no, not it. another Bianca Belair Bailey match. Yeah. What, what are you on about? It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so a decent end to a show that was fairly uh, by the numbers. I think it's fair to say. I think they're going to go big next week as the go home show ahead of Crown Jewel. But let us know your thoughts on everything on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Of course, uh, what should they? You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave, a re- leave us a review just like Marcus James did. Uh, if you're on Spotify, you can leave us a five-star rating, screenshot that, and then email me your review for the five-star review review on Monday Night Raw. Adam.Wilborn at whatculture.com. But for now, this has been the Raw Review. Me and Hamlet will be back later on today for the NXT preview. But for now, we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. 
So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.